Welcome to episode 202 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come here and we discuss it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by my co-captain, Kyle Springer. Hello, hello. Good morning. How's it going, Melissa? I'm doing fine. How was your weekend? My weekend's been pretty good, uh, despite some some storms kind of passing over. Uh, this was the weekend that my girlfriend and I finished season one of Lost. Uh, so oh, we are excited. Perfect about timing. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's she's been she's in the state where she know she has no idea what's happening. Uh, she just she doesn't know if it's dinosaurs, if it's time travel, if it's an experiment oh. if it's this if it's that and she just has she's just like i i don't know what to say i i what what is this monster what is that thing what is that? i don't understand i'm just like <laughs> here we go <laughs> oh wow so now she's seen the boy get taken one of the finest moments of yep. the series the most yep. iconic we're gonna need the boy <laughs> oh Oh, Indeed. she's got so much of Harold Perrineau screaming ahead of her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's been a good weekend here at our house. It's been great. Oh. Wow, I'm s- lost is enough to make it a good weekend. Absolutely. Yeah, we, <laughs> so we, happy to hear about this journey from you guys. We were like, we have like six episodes left on Friday night. What if we just binge it all and do that? And we're like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, so that's, that's how you what, do it. Yes. That's what we did. Yeah. Indeed. <gasps> Which is very appropriate that you're bringing this up because today we are starting another one of our monthly ongoing series where we're going to watch an entire TV show through to the end. And we are watching Fringe, J.J. Yeah. Abrams' follow up to Lost. Uh, this came out in 2008, co created by J.J. Abrams and. Uh, Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Orsi who worked with him on the Star Trek movie. There you go. Good stuff. Yeah. I, I remember when this show first came out, when, mm-hmm. f- when Fringe first came out and I was super excited because Lost was such a big hit. Uh, I know this started coming out later in Lost. I don't think it had wrapped up because I was in college yeah. when Lost wrapped up. Yeah, this up. So, yeah, this premiered in uh, fall of 2008, and Lost okay. ended in 2010. So there was a little gotcha. bit of an overlap. So it was like end of my high school career is when this show started humming out, and I was super excited for this show because yeah, I it, I super loved la, 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 lost i thought that sh- show was fantastic and even though the show kind of took a hit on some ratings with the writer's strike and and mm. stuff like that um yeah i i i was really into this show of like here, here's this like sci-fi kind of x-files show but it is more like it's not supernatural right it's yes. more like this is in it's weird science, as the name would yeah. imply. Fringe science. Um, and it just it, it hit the right buttons for me at the time. 
And then I completely fell off of the show. Uh, just, com- just completely yeah. stopped watching like after season one or like midway through season one. I don't know if I got all the way in, but j- yeah, it was yeah. just like I, that happened to me, too. There's a lot of shows from around this period, like end of high school, beginning of college that I really liked, but I had to just drop because of time concerns. It's a transition. And yeah, time. I think I got. Yeah, I I think I got midway or maybe done with season two. I didn't get very far in the show, but I've always wanted to go back to it. Yeah, we have to go back as Jack, as you will hear Jack say, I'm lost. Ah. <laughs> uh. um. So I I have seen this show now in its entirety uh, as as you were like, hey, I want to go back and watch the show. That's mm. what I did. Uh, I'm going to say around 2014 ish, 2013 ish. I was just like, you know what? I have some expendable cash. I'll buy all the Blu-rays of Fringe and I'll check it out because I know I liked what I saw. Mm. But for some reason, I, ju- I just stopped. Um, and so, 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 yeah, I watched all five seasons. I love the show. I, I, I think it's fantastic. Um, I, I do think the show kind of takes a bit of a dip in the middle seasons. It kind of flounders a bit. Um, but by the end, this show wraps up beautifully. Um, oh, which is God. All, all I'll say, because I know you have not seen it all yet. Um, so. Yeah, I, I, I think this is a fantastic show. I think season one especially uh, is one of its better seasons um, mm. in, in just the amount of mystery, the amount of like drip feed, like the weird things that are going on that kind of tie in with everything else. And man, I just yeah, I, I, I have good memories watching the show when it originally came out i have good memories when i watched the entire show good memories when i watched it this time because i i was surprised at how much i actually like remembered of the show good. it's always been a decade since i've watched this so <laughs> i was just like man i remember all of this this is cool <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah this show always stuck with me aesthetically I I thought often of the big floating letters and of yeah. the glyphs. Yep. Great to see those again. Very iconic. And it's got a really solid core cast of characters. I like that this was a a procedural mystery solving team that had a, a familial feel to it. We've got a literal father and son there on the team, but that kind of expands and everybody does feel like they are this family unit. Yeah. This was my first time seeing most of these actors, at, at least that I know yeah. of. Yeah. Um, I I I I think uh Lance Reddick, uh, who plays Broyles, uh, he like I I now see him in everything, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he wasn't lost. Yes, he he was in Lost, but he had a much much smaller part in in Tiny. That yeah. Uh, and then he's he's in this show, and this was the first prominent show I saw him in. Of course, I then went back and I watched The Wire, and he's in that and all sorts of stuff. Now he's in the he's in Destiny, the video game. That's oh, super popular. Um, he, he's in all sorts of stuff. This is the first time I saw. This is the first time I saw. 
Anna Torv uh, in yeah. something. And to be honest, I haven't seen her in much since then. I've but I've either. loved everything she's done. Yeah. She's fantastic. Um, she was more recently in Mind Hunter on Netflix. Oh, she's okay. in that show, which is a really good one. Uh, they need to bring that back because it got canceled and it needed at least one more season to finish everything up. <laughs> There's um, more minds to hunt. Exactly. Um, and Kirk, Kirk Ace Viejo is now like one of my favorite television actors. Uh, just he 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 plays. I, I, I don't, I don't want to say he plays similar characters, but he has a similar demeanor about him in all of his mm. characters. And it's just there's something about him that I like. Like he's he's a likable actor if 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 that makes sense but it's just like this was a very formative show for me yeah it's great to have a show that maybe has a couple familiar faces but introduces you to more people you're going to love i think i only knew john noble was in the final lord of the rings movie as this mad king who dies in a very traumatic way and he's great in that I think I knew, I remember Joshua Jackson from commercials for Dawson's Creek. I never watched the show. It was, I was too young for it, but the commercials I remembered, I okay. remembered those actors' faces. Uh, and then, of course, Jessica Nicole went on to be on yeah. it. She's the mayor of Night Vale. Yeah, she's, she also did a, like a kind of Night Vale, Night Vale Productions, yeah. I think, or whoever yeah. m- makes those. Uh, she made another p- podcast called Alice isn't dead. Um, yeah, and she was the main main actor uh, in in that, and that that was a good show too. So mm-hmm. great stuff. cast all around. Yeah, let's talk a bit about this show. Uh, the the episode the pilot starts with a a plane, and everybody on the plane. There's some virus that gets out. They all die in these gross, strange ways. The plane crashes because the pilot's dead. And FBI agent Olivia Dunham is brought in to look at the strange case. And she needs to consult a scientist named Dr. Walter Bishop, who did experiments with something similar to what happened like 20 years ago. But he has been institutionalized. Mm -hmm. And so she has to go track down his son, who's like the only next of kin who can like get him out of this institution. Uh, and his son's gone off to leave. He's like a very smart. He like faked his way into MIT and did good there, but he is a con man. <laughs> he is a criminal. So they end up forming this division, the subdivision within the FBI, going back to Walter's old lab at Harvard. Uh, everything takes place in the basement of Harvard. <laughs> you have to remember that while all this wacky science stuff is happening, there's kids going to like literature classes. <laughs> <laughs> they form the fringe science division to look at similar to the X-Files, all the weird cases that the FBI yeah. gets, but everything that's specifically science weird. There's never like a ghost or an alien or anything. And a lot of stuff ties back to, experiments walter did with his old lab partner dr william bell who has gone on to found found mass um is a massive dynamic correct yep okay gotta make sure i'm not missing it up with the the big science business from eureka which is called like (laughs) that one's global dynamic i think they're very similar (laughs) 
massive global it's dynamics. A lot, so a lot of things come back to this giant company who seems like they are doing uh we don't know if it's malevolent but definitely way more intense things with science than the yeah. public knows about. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a pretty standard like mystery of the week show crime yeah. of the week show but it is mm-hmm. it, it's not a it's not actually it's not necessarily a crime per se but it's just a weird happening a weird mm-hmm. death a weird uh, sometimes there is murder sometimes there is this and that and a crime that is happening but it always as you said involves some weird fringe science um mm. and uh yeah it it it's it's very much like the x files if you're a fan of that you will probably enjoy this show um and it's 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 good like network style television yeah I, yeah it's yeah it's, it's enjoyable out of these ongoing monthly series we've done this is our first network show and it's our first procedural yeah. which i thought might be interesting to see how case of the week evolves as we watch this show through all five seasons it's also the the longest show we'll be watching to date everything else has just been two or three seasons yeah. except for venture brothers which is seven but we we fit that in only three episodes only three months fringe is going to be most of our year <laughs> yeah um we'll be sticking with this one for for a while which will be good um so yeah and i i, I think if i'm not mistaken Mistaken, it kind of puts us on pace to basically watch an episode of this every day uh, for, for like the, <laughs> yeah. the next five months ish. Um, yeah, I have to take it every day like a vitamin. <laughs> good stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, I cannot say enough good things about this show. Um, it's, it's, it's fascinating. I love the characters. I love the cast of characters mm-hmm. uh not just the actors that play them but the characters that they play yes it just it makes for this real oddball group of of mm-hmm. characters and despite this show being an x-files like which i think people often consider maybe a little creepier a little darker a little scarier mm-hmm. right? this show has that but it also has these like lighter funnier moments it has yes. Um, I, I, I know X Hiles has this stuff too, mm. but it, it has that. It has these more uh, like touching character moments where you meet like someone's sister or someone's family yeah. or just like they, they have these moments where they maybe are flirting with each other a little bit. Maybe they're falling mm. in love. Maybe they do this. Maybe yeah. they do that. And it it just it it makes for a good show all around. On mm. top of that, there's that almost lost style mystery of what's happening yeah. here. I I vaguely remember, and I don't know how true this is, but those the the iconography that they used yeah. in this show, the like the frog with the Greek symbol on its back, the hand mm. print with the sixth finger the mm-hmm. leaf with the like isosceles try or the the triangle yeah it's I'm, it's I'm not a, sure what one yeah is, i thought but. it was just triangle but according to wikipedia it is supposed to be the delta symbol there you go um i if i'm not mistaken i think there was some code 
that yes. you were supposed to unravel with that, which I don't know yeah. what they ever did with that. I, uh, um, According to the Wikipedia, let's see, uh, which is a deep Wikipedia. This is dense. You can learn so much. There's a lot of lore in this show. Prior to commercial breaks, a brief image of a glyph is shown. Uh, Abrams revealed in an interview that the glyphs had a hidden meaning. Uh, the glyph code was cracked by an editor at the technology site Ars Technica, who discovered okay. it to be a simple substitution cipher used to spell out a single thematic word for each episode. For example, the pilot, which is like a big hour and a half long pilot, uh, that one, and these are shown like at the end of each like act break, each commercial break. So that one is right. eight of them. Spells out observer, which is a very oh, important role within the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's always a, a, cool. a vague clue or something thematic to that episode. Yeah, and I I always remembered these glyphs. No other show has ever done anything like shows will have secret codes and things, secret languages, but I've Artemis never Fowl. seen a show that has <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we always come back to it. I've never seen a show that has this like stamp at the end of every act break. Yeah. It's also got the incredible, instead of the like bottom third Chiron telling you where you are, it's these massive three-dimensional like floating letters in the scene that'll say like Boston Federal Building. And the show will play with them. Like sometimes the camera angle will switch and you will see them from the opposite side. Like they truly exist there. Or if it's snowing in the scene, snow will like collect on top on of the letters. Hey, see it in reflections and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. It, it's it's like it's like JJ Abrams was like, look, I made the lost logo on accident. Can, <laughs> can someone yeah. take this but still use that style? Just a very plain yeah. font. Uh just that like I'm not sure what one they, they use, but like let's just let's just go with Helvetica, right? Let's just put that mm. in the environment. It's in there. It's big. Yes. It's massive. It's it's yes. just bam. There it is. Uh, and it's neat. It, it, it's star- it's striking. This is a great show. Uh, yeah. Lots it's a good visual language. It is. It's doing things I've never seen another show do. Uh, it's always stood out to me for that. Indeed. I'm very happy we had to talk about it. Hell yeah. Uh, well, let's take a quick break for housekeeping. Uh, and then when we get back, we'll get into spoilers and we can start diving into the show. So we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots. And we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. 
and we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. We thank you so much for supporting us. Thank it means you. A ton. Um, and we could not do this without you. Cool things that we have been up to here at the Whatnots. Uh, let's see. We had we recently did our trailer reaction to the Thor Love and Thunder uh, trailer, the, the first mm -hmm. teaser trailer for that movie. Uh, we're super yes. excited about that one. Uh, we also did a uh, if, if you want more Thor content, uh, we covered the first two volumes of Thor Goddess of Thunder. By Jason Aaron here on the review show last week. So if you guys want to go find out who that that Thor is, that woman, who who is she? What's up with her? What's her jail? And you guys can find out that info on the stuff we did last week. That's been a lot of fun on crossplay. Uh, PlayStation has recently announced their like tiered package of uh, the like they're mixing PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys can go mm -hmm. hear about all of that stuff on crossplay. Um, that was actually a couple weeks ago. But last thing I'll say for housekeeping is that we have changed the times of two of our podcasts. Um, mm. Crossplay is now recording on Tuesdays, which means that it will go live. It will be out publicly uh, for people uh, on Fridays. Uh, and then the captain's log, we are now recording on Wednesdays, which means mm. it will be out to the public on Saturdays. Uh, so there you go. Keep that in mind. I, I have to fix some of our like our the like the outro thing on our TikTok. Oh. So I like new episode every this day. It's now the wrong, the wrong days. Yeah. So I, I have to go fix those. Uh, but yeah, that should be about it for housekeeping. Without further ado, let's get into spoilers. We are in spoilers. Uh, did, did you know that William Bell was uh, was being played by Spock there. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. The I remembered that. I remember that specifically. You you hear his voice in a video and yep. it's it's deep and it's gravelly. But like if you know Leonard Nimoy, you're like, that's yep. him. Yeah. Uh, and then you finally see him step dramatically out of the shadows. The, the episode itself, like the filming of it, drags this out until he fully steps into the light. But at the beginning of the episode, the credits were like special guest appearance by Leonard Nimoy. And you're like, gee, is he playing this character who we've heard about for 20 straight episodes? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that it's such a weird thing in the show because, yeah, he's an iconic actor, an iconic celebrity. Mm -hmm. People do kind of know his voice. He has a pretty distinct voice. Uh, and, and so to to like. To to get that and but then to have the show just constantly push it back that you don't see him, you don't see him. He's not here. Yeah. He's not in the country. He's this and that. It feels it's like not it's in the dimension, right? It feels like it's supposed to be this big twist or this big yeah. reveal. 
Uh, and in a ways it is that they got him to play this mm. character. Uh, but it 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 almost isn't a twist. It's just like, all right, cool. We got to meet him. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> I think as we are going to get to other twists further on down the line mm-hmm. where uh, I guess this is a, a, a spoiler alert for this show at large because this doesn't happen in this season. But we do meet alternate universe Olivia, faux Olivia, as I remember her being called, who's just Anna Torv, but brunette. So there yeah. are surprises with, oh, this is a face I've seen before. Yeah. So I guess they vary it up. This is a face you've seen before, just not on the show. It's Spock, who you know from things. You heard his voice on a Christmas ornament. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, I like that. Is it's it's interesting that they positioned that m- moment in that way, um, but it it like I I I like the kind of pageantry that they're g- giving him. Like you guys, mm. you, you know this actor. This is a special m- 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 moment, but it's also it just lands flat to <laughs> me. Like the the one thing that I don't like about this season in particular is mm. that. The finale was awful. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's not. It's, it's not, fine, but it, it's a fine episode of the show. But that was it. It was just an episode of the show. And it was yeah, just like, was it doesn't nothing in, in this. <laughs> it, yeah, the fin- the premiere, like the season premiere, the pilot that they made is really impressive. And maybe that's where they focus their time on energy. Like it's this extra long episode. And yeah, the season finale is just, it's a solid episode, but it doesn't have a lot of as much weight to it as you would have expected. It doesn't feel like a special occasion. We do get some twists in it. Olivia goes to an alternate dimension and we find that this dimension's Peter died and Walter got another Peter from another dimension. That's love. Yep, they, they, they haven't, like, explicitly stated it yet, but all the pieces are right there, and it yeah, is yeah. obvious. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, I suppose you could also look at this and think, oh, he brought Peter back from the dead. Yeah, I mean, well, th- like, that is, like, what they're trying to potentially lead you to believe mm. most of this season, that, hey, there's something different about Peter, right? There's something up yeah. with him. What happened? And uh, his dad isn't really saying but because c- it's a very touching emotional thing and you hear there mm. was an accident there was like yeah. some tra- traumatic event and it's like okay yeah did, and he's did, did he die walter's, yeah and walter's saying you know when you were a boy you, you were very sick and peter's like i don't remember this i don't remember this at all dad yeah uh <laughs> I, I think there's even a moment early on where he like mentions his eye color <laughs> And it does like an up close face, and it's the it's a completely different like color, um, and so yeah, there, there's there's a bunch of like little hints throughout the entire thing, but yeah, they're they're they lead you on this mystery of what is up with Peter, what happened to him, yeah. why does he not remember his childhood, or what Walter says is his childhood, mm. what happened, did he die, did he come back to life, um, yeah. Is it was he experimented on like all, yeah. all that stuff? Um, and yeah, by by the end, you're like, okay, something did happen. I think he did die, and I think Walter stole another Peter from another yeah. dimension. Just a 
a twist I love. Uh, they really lay the groundwork out for this in these very subtle ways. Like in the episode where they find that observer child uh, in the depths of an abandoned building and the team's trying yeah. to like care, like care for the child. Like as the, they have to do experiments on this weird kid, of course, but they all treat the child very nicely. He gets like a little moment with everybody. Like Olivia gives him her sweatshirt and Astrid shows him a Looney Tune. And Andy, yeah. Peter gives him an Peter gives him an old G.I. Joe toy to play with as much as this strange child can understand play. Uh, <laughs> and he says he hands him some little action figure. I don't remember the specific guy's name, but he says it's he's not one of the top tier G.I. Joe's, but he's the best one we had. And Peter's looking at this and he says, it's funny. I always remembered his scar being on the other side of his face. Yeah. Yeah. So even in these tiny ways, they're. They, they're laying it out. They're giving you all of these hints. And it's a nice mystery. And it's a very fascinating emotional conundrum that Walter missed his son so badly that he got an opposite Walter's opposite son from an opposite world. And what did that family do? Did yeah. his wife know anything about this? We know practically nothing about Peter's mother. She's, we don't know if she's dead or alive what life she was like was she also a scientist yeah the the show i feel like does a great job of trickling out these mysteries because you you have the one with peter we also have olivia uh of of yeah not 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 only as she's following these like weird series of events that they have come to know as the pattern um Mm -hmm. but starting to figure out that maybe she is somehow involved in the pattern and that, huh, these are all leading back to experiments that Walter and William Bell did back in the, who knows what, the sixties or seventies. Um, <laughs> and like, or, or maybe not even that, that <laughs> I, I, think, but, I think like the, the, the early to mid eighties. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it all leads back to these experiments. And, huh, one of the places they were doing these experiments was in Jacksonville, Florida, where Olivia grew mm. up. And yeah. things keep kind of oh, coming back to her. And there's a connection to her. And what, why is she? Huh, was I involved in these experiments? Yeah. And it turns out, yep, she was. She, uh, she has a heightened... A, mental ability psychic ability like she's yeah, not psychic yeah. per se she's not like she doesn't have telekinesis uh the vhs tape they show would lead you to believe she has pyrokinesis uh but mm-hmm. she doesn't know it or doesn't know how to control it like she doesn't even know that she has it um so it, it's it's just this idea of like she's connected to this somehow some way um and she's figuring that out while the while we the viewer are figuring out this whole thing about Peter, um, and yeah, there's just there's good mysteries all around. Mm-hmm. What's happening? Where is William Bell? What? what yeah. Who is? Who is um, what? What are these observers? Yeah, yeah, the observers are fantastic. Um, the f- I remembered the observers, but I didn't. 
And like they appear in the background of every episode, even if they're not like clearly visibly there playing a part in the story. They're an extra. You could like screenshot a crowd. Yeah. And there's like a bald guy in a hat standing in the background of every episode, which is delightful. They waste no time in making the observer as weird as possible. The observer is introduced in like the first handful of episodes. It is a strange looking man, completely hairless, like no eyebrows either. Very odd and formal, seems out of place, out of time. He goes to this diner and he orders this sandwich that's like, I want the rarest meat you have and like cover it in pepper. He just eats the most bizarre sandwich and everybody's staring at him. Like, yeah, we're start. We're going this hard this early. We are not slowly doling out this guy's weirdness to you immediately. This is an alien man. Yeah, not an, an actual alien, but like it just. Yeah, but he's so strange that he's just like this guy's not human. Like, what is this? Yeah. Thing? Um, and yeah, we 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 will learn a lot more about him down mm. the road. Um. But in his mannerisms, in the way he talks, he's very like proper. He he stands mm-hmm. up straight. He the 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 way he speaks is not it's not incomplete, but it is also very mm. strange. It's direct. Yeah. It's to the point. It's sort of b- broken, but not in a way mm. that like oh he's speaking a foreign language. Yeah, it's you get the odd. sense that this is. This is a person who does not speak often. <laughs> like they don't right. quite know how to do it. Right. Just very, very socially awkward. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, he, he's there in every episode. If not, if he does not have a speaking role, which is very few of them, you can see mm-hmm. him just in a cr- crowd, just walking yes. by while some event, some strange science event is happening <laughs> um and he's there just observing it all um mm-hmm. and yeah there's there's that one as you mentioned where they find a child version yes of, of him stuck in this hole in <sighs> like in in this like the inside of a building that has been sealed yeah. off for like 70-something yeah. years, they said. Yeah, um, just some sub-basement. Yeah, and d- d- who knows how it got there, Who, d- d- how long it's been there, but he's been there. Um, and yeah, he, he is this, like, this child, uh, just, again, completely bald, no hair on his head, no eyebrows, um, and just, just a weirdo. Man, like, <laughs> but I like I, I I I don't know. There's almost nothing that season mm-hmm. that season one gives you of just about them besides they're weird. Look at yeah. them; they're weird. <laughs> they're weird, and they're you don't get the sense that they are a villainous force. Uh, they seem like they are perhaps like the Watchers, forbidden to interfere. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the one of them, well, the, Walter tells the story that when Peter was little, presumably before he got sick, that uh, they were driving to like Thanksgiving dinner during a bad storm and like their their car like went off a bridge 
through like plunged into this icy lake and Walter thought they were going to die. And then there was an observer who hauled them out of the water and was like, now that I've done this for you, I will need to call upon you in the future for a favor. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not like conniving. They're not trying to get anything out of anybody. They are seemingly trying to achieve a state of like equilibrium in the world. Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, there's just, there, there's so many mysteries in this. I want to talk, talk briefly about Jared Harris's character uh, in, yes. in this, because this was the first time I saw him as an actor, too. Um, and I, I think I mentioned this uh, last week or something when we mentioned him. I don't remember what, what podcast we were on. But yeah. Uh, Jared Harris is in this show. What's his character's name? Uh, David Robert Jones, um, right? David. Yeah, which I've read. I heard is apparently that was David Bowie's uh, birth name. Oh, interesting. Weird. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he plays this character who is more of an antagonist in the show. Um, mm hmm. I remember watching this season for the first time as it was coming out and his character scared me like I, I was terrified of his character. <laughs> I, I just I, I don't know what it was about his performance. <laughs> I, I there's I, I just yeah, he just he got underneath my skin, my skin and, mm -hmm. and just watching intense it man first time. Yeah. It, it just and it's not just him acting because he's a phenomenal actor mm. um but it's the way they lit him the situations yeah. they put him in like he's just in these really shady uh situations and then by the mm. end of the show uh he's like his skin is kind of melting or burning off because of yeah. the radiation poisoning that he's gotten from mm, teleportation. Um, yeah, I liked that. I like that he teleports himself out of jail, but the cost is that there's radiation in this process and like, buddy, you're going to melt. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they've prolonged it, but it, it, like he then by the end of the show has his, his head completely wrapped in these bandages. Yeah almost like the invisible man um which mm -hmm. in in odd way is kind of what his character is uh he is somewhat of a tragic character because it turns out he was one of the first employees at massive dynamic mm. um and was super smart he was one of the rising stars and ended up being fired I don't know if they said exactly why he was fired but it he was mm. the causing problems um just in his ambition and i think his lack of morality right of just mm. like oh we don't need <laughs> to to worry about public safety and all that stuff it's science yeah. let's yeah. just go um and so yeah he got hired and so this whole like all of the stuff that he's been doing in these like antagonistic roles these like weird science experiments has been to try and get the attention of william bell to tr try and find him to go get him and pr 
prove like look look at me like i can do this stuff i i i swear like i know what i'm doing and he's like he doesn't get seen by mm. by him right so in a weird way he is kind of the invisible man of the show mm. right um that's an, an interesting thought there but uh yeah yeah and yeah just, just, he's 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 a scary character i i was terrified by 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 he him. is bravo to this Jared Harris. Oh, always every time this show is less uh, we, we compare it frequently to the X-Files, which everyone mm-hmm. does. And I think the show is, it's very aware that it is another X-Files. And the X-Files is a, an archetype. It is a, a structure that you could have a lot of. I'd love if we just continually had an X-Files that isn't the X-Files. Yep. It's yep. a lot less horror-based. But there are some very striking, startling scenes in the show, like when all those butterflies come out of the vent and cut the man to death because their wings are sharp. Yeah. Or when that bomb goes off in that bus and it like encases the bus in amber and everybody is just frozen there in terror. And I think one of the best, maybe the best episode of the season is the bad dreams episode, which starts off with the, eeriest cold open where it's just grand central station you know late at night it's almost completely empty it's so quiet and this woman has got her her little kid in a stroller with like some balloons tied to it like they just left a a carnival or a fair or something and she's like singing the song to her kid is like the only voice in this giant silent building Mm -hmm. it's so minimal they're so small against this big architecture and they go down in the depths of the subway station and her kids like playing with the balloons and unties one of the balloons from the stroller and it like floats up and the mom's trying to like reach out and grab it and then you see out of nowhere olivia push her off (laughs) off the subway station into the oncoming train and then you see olivia wake up in a start in her bed like she's had a nightmare, and that's the episode that somebody is killing people, and Olivia is seeing it through their eyes when she's asleep. Like she is the person doing it. It's mm-hmm. oh, that's a very yeah. unnerving episode. Yeah, yeah that that one's because because she is uh, through most of that she's she's she knows something is wrong, she knows something's up, but then she mm. kind of convinces herself that she's the one killing these people mm-hmm. and can't mm-hmm. figure out like how to stop it how to stop her uh and by the end we learn it's not actually her, mm. but she is seeing someone else's dreams and, and is just like imprinting herself on that person in the dream um Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean that is terrifying i think the one that was terrifying for me um i mean there's tons of them but like uh the 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 one that i thought i thought they did a great job of which is also the show's coming out post 9 11 and all that stuff so Anything having to do with planes and stuff like that yes. is a, a, a big scare in general. But um, the the one of the guy who gets the nosebleed, yeah, has run out of these drugs and 
like goes to the flight attendants and is like, hey, you guys need to stop me. Like I something is wrong. I don't feel good. I'm out of my get all the sedatives you have. If you have guns, if you have a weapon, get them now because you need to lock me in. Yes. And they're they don't know how to respond exactly because it's a weird situation to have this normal looking guy just be like, hey, I'm going to need drugs. A lot of them. Something is about to happen. Lock me in. Don't answer it. Like, don't open mm-hmm. it up. Like, keep me in the bath room and do what you need to do to land the plane. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And they're just like, OK, sir, like, go sit back down. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with this. Um, and yeah, so he goes in the bathroom and they do this thing, which I which which is a nice touch and it helps them to make the kind of computer animation of this blend in a little bit bit more more, where someone is talking in the four round and that's what the focus is on in the scene but in the background of that you see the door of the bathroom pop off and then this like yeah. giant like sonic the hedgehog looking monster <laughs> thing just come charging out super fast and just starts wreaking yes. havoc but it, it cuts off real fast too so you just see a glimpse mm. of this like um and yeah that was terrifying the way that it just busts out of the bathroom mm-hmm. and immediately everyone is horrified um it's just like there's nothing you can do in that in that situation there's nowhere you can run you just have to sit there and take it and that's awful Mm -hmm. it's terrifying yeah Ah, there's a lot of emotions behind this show it's it's often sad there's often a melancholy feel to it particularly with walter who has lost so many memories uh he's just sort of become I know, through like natural mental illness or there's the side effect of some experiment or something or just the the trauma of being in this institution alone for so long without yeah. Peter pretty much had abandoned him, never came to see him. They've always had a kind of strained relationship. Yeah, he's he's forgotten so many things and he's like aware that he is forgetting things. Like the and it's often something that's also played for humor. I think they they get a lot out of Walter's situation for laughs for your heart. I it, yeah. it's well balanced. I think we're like he'll uh like he'll continually ask like they're talking to him about like a science experiment or like the, you know, we found this weird body. Walter, what do you think's going on? What's in your mind? And he's like root beer beer floats right i haven't had a root beer float in years but like then he'll he'll get one and he's like this reminds me of something and he'll he'll eventually get to whatever the answer is and like he's you know he'll like walk out nude or something like that he just just doesn't he's not aware of himself and his surroundings and and just being like yeah milk God, I love that the office is a cow. I love that it, her name is Jean. I love that. Jean the cow. <laughs> yeah. She's part of the family. But there's an episode where in after they Walter's gotten out of this institution and Peter's yeah, he's a con man, he's traveling around the world. The two of them are like 
living in this hotel for the time being. And uh, Olivia goes to see them late one night. And Peter's like, okay, I'm going to stay, uh, stay out here, uh, stay out here, talk to Olivia. Walter, you go ahead, go up to bed. He's like, remember, Walter, red toothbrush is mine. <laughs> Don't use it. And then Walter says, with this incredible line reading from John Noble, he says, white for Walter. That's me. That's, <laughs> that's me. Like, there's <laughs> like, he's so there's like a certain... That's right, me. there is like a joy of it. Like that one's mine. I I get this. I know. I know the code. I see what's going on here. But there's also a little bit of sadness that he's aware that he has to rely on that he has to remember very, that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He has to use these very elementary mnemonics to remember basic things like which toothbrush is his. Yeah. There's there's a lot of emotional layers in the show, and it's we yeah. don't no facts about the characters as much by the end of the season do we know anything about astrid except for like once she mentions that like she studied computer science in college and liked code books when she was a kid we've got our two astrid facts yeah but like we still emotionally know her like we know how she's going to react in a situation they've yeah. got indeed the emotions of all of their characters down in this season very early. You get what everybody's dynamic is. Yeah. Um, yes, you will learn more about Astrid uh, down mm. the road. Um, yeah, she she is a great character. I, I like her a lot. Uh, it is also uh, unfortunate for her that Walter can never remember her name and it's just like you uh, uh, ask wipe or whatever your name right, is. No, he, uh, he calls her Astro. <laughs> Astro. He can't through, like it takes him a couple episodes for him to lock in consistently remembering who this person is and like episode two or three he's like who is that? They're like that's Astrid. She's been here the whole time. She's part of our team. It is, he can't get his her name down. If there for a while, he just calls her Miss. Like he's admitted, yeah. I'm not going to remember what your name is. But, so he chooses to call her Miss instead because that's not wrong, right? Um, yeah, she's she's fantastic. But yeah, John John Noble in this show. Yes, man, you 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 said there's there's a lot that revolves around him, both story wise and mm. emotionally. And mm. yeah, he is. Well, one of the more tragic characters because of his memory yes. loss. Yes. He is one of the more comedic characters because of his memory loss mm -hmm. and the, the strange places that it leads him mm -hmm. to. Um, yeah, where he just randomly wants a root beer float or remembers mm -hmm. something about a bank or who knows mm -hmm. what. Just has some random fact of like, oh, yeah, oh, cotton candy. Like, I remember. Yes. Or, candy. <laughs> or he keeps Peter up all night, like reciting the Fibonacci sequence. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, it, it just it, like what an amazing performance by John Noble. Yes. Uh, yes. Like, I mean, it, it, we all know that he's a phenomenal actor, but like, man, uh, just to to it's it's almost like. Uh, oh, God, what's his name? Um. The the X-Men actor, the guy who was in Split. Um, oh, James McAvoy. Yes. It's it's almost like his character in Split, where he's like going back and forth oh. with these different oh. personalities, except it's not a different personality. He's just he's so fractured mentally that right, like 
he's there's the moments where he's sad and melancholy there's the moments where he's there's the moments where he's lucid and yeah is is almost scary when he's lucid because he is yes sometimes he is scientist right yeah um, but then yeah there are these comedic moments where he's happy and he's singing like when he when he has to to do the little song and dance for the the young observer oh, yeah guy, he's dancing i love he's that so happy. I, like he's, like he's so still a father yes he's still a father and he still sees that like this is a strange child we don't know what they've been through like we need to do more experiments on them to understand but them but kid. he's like yeah, let's do a song and dance for the kid. He's like, I want to make the kid happy. I want to make the kid feel safe here. Yeah, yeah. When you were talking about X-Men, I thought you were going to talk about uh, Patrick Stewart in Logan, how he's oh. kind of it, losing focus on things and, and memories are, are running yeah. through his head and he doesn't have a, a clear yeah. grasp on anything. Yeah, uh, no, not, not, not what I was referring to, but yeah, that, that's a good example. Um, mm-hmm. similar character for sure. Um, yeah, I that obs- the the episode with the observer kid I think is it's a great mystery hook. We find this kid who's been in the sub basement that's been locked away for sixty years, but he's clearly twelve. What's yeah. he doing there? Yeah. How'd he get there? But you've also got that emotional angle of everybody in the team is like trying to reach out to this kid to comfort this kid. The the characters have a lot of emotional awareness. Like Peter is very sarcastic, very cynical, but he's also got a lot of care for other people. Like the, most of Peter's dialogue is he's, like, "Okay, Walter, we've heard enough." To, yes, yeah, like he's always exasperated with Walter. He's rolling his eyes at things. He's like, "Oh, don't don't tell me about that. Don't tell me about this girl you dated in the nineteen forties." But the after all of his bank of like standard quips, like the most common thing Peter says is he turns to Livy and is just like, you okay? He's yeah. always checking in with people. <laughs> he is. He does have a lot of empathy in him and he's not, and not in, he's never trying to like rush in and be a knight in shining armor or anything, but yeah. he always is there for people. Like in the bad dreams episode, like he'll just reach out and like sort of rub Olivia's shoulder. Like he's, it, it, there's episodes where like she'll go into a dangerous situation and he's like you're not going in there alone not to like put her down or to put himself up because like he did like i think he's aware like she's an fbi agent i'm not i don't know how to do what she does he's like i don't want you to go in there alone because you are my friend i care about you if you're going think- to be in danger i feel like you should have somebody there with you we should do it together yeah you're right and i think now that i'm like trying to process it and think about it i think it's mm. because he's a con man he understands people yeah right yeah which is what you you need to you need to understand people to be a successful con man because you have to play them you have to mm-hmm. play on their emotions what they're feeling you have to know that you have to recognize it you have to anticipate it and he's good at that like he he knows yeah. how to handle people um mm-hmm. and i i I said that he secretly loves people. I think that's still true, but like he it, it's it's I I 
don't know if it's as secret as he thinks it is because it's mm. also part of his charm. Yeah, that he is. Yeah, he is partly the like mysterious bad boy, right? He's a crazy <laughs> man. He yeah. his way into MIT. He's tall, yeah. and dark, and handsome, right? Uh, but I also have to say, I love that Joshua Jackson is not that handsome. He, he right. He is not. He is not the like super chiseled like like Josh Holloway from Lost. Who just yes, can exactly. Cut someone with his chin, right? Uh, right. But, but like he 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 seems like an everyday normal guy, which yeah adds to his charm, which makes him able to blend in and be more of a con man mm. in a weird way, right? He's yeah. just like he doesn't look like a celebrity. Uh, in, yeah. in, in, in this, he's just a normal person. Um, but yeah, he's empathetic. He understands people. He likes doing that, whether for good or bad, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it, it, it seems like he's mostly out of the, like he's out of the smaller stuff. Cause when the show picks him yeah. up, he's like, he's trying to make like oil like business deals yeah. out in iraq like he's onto some yeah. big shit um like he's not like small time in it with the mob mm. out in in, yeah. in b -b 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 boston or who knows what yeah um, it's clear that he is very competent at whatever crime he is doing yeah which is because you, you were like, he recognizes that he's not an FBI agent, that he can't do what Olivia mm. is g -g 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 doing. And I agree with that to an extent. He can mm. do some of that stuff, but just in his own way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he, he ends up just being this really street smart, competent person mm. that will constantly surprise you with. Yes. Oh, well, if we need to get into this thing or if we need that, I know a guy. He is the I know a guy. Right. Several, several times throughout the series, we go and see a guy he knows. And we're not done with that either. He will. No, like, I, I look forward to seeing a, the parade of guys. Uh, <laughs> one of the a really touching moment is in one of the last episodes of the season where there's uh the, the, these people who have been experimented on when they get emotionally agitated they heat up like we see a woman yep. spontaneously combust and they go to an apartment where one of these people had been kidnapped and we see that their heat had like warped the glass in one of the windows yeah and peter's got the idea of let's cut he takes this like cat burglar tool and cuts a circle of the window out he had to go and he's like get and i'm not sure if that was like in the car that he had it or <laughs> he knew of the guy just happened to live down, down the street that's he's like his, hey jimmy i got a his, job for you you know it's his <laughs> everyday carry bag he's like i got some cliff bars uh, i've chapstick and i've got one of those cat burglar window cutting tools <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every day but he's like if the heat was warping this, maybe we've got like like the grooves on a record. We have the imprints of what people were saying in this room when this kidnapping took place. And he's like, I've got this experiment I've been working on on my own. He's trying to make this special record player that will like or this this computer attachment that will like visually scan a record, digitize the grooves, and it'll be able to like convert it into sound waves and play it digitally. 
because he knows Walter has strong uh, memories of these old records he would listen to. Like that's one of the Mm -hmm. few things he can like really grab onto that he's always very lucid about is this music he's enjoyed. And like a lot of those records have just been damaged over the years. So he, he did this like just so that his dad could listen to the old music that he loved. And then it just happens to be useful in a case. And when he's like, I wasn't ready to tell you this, Walter, but I've been working on this. Walter's so touched. And Peter is, touched that he is touched he looks proud that he made his dad happy yeah uh wait till he hears about spotify though that's that's gonna be the <laughs> thing, right <laughs> just like i i did all this work <laughs> <laughs> oh there's another episode where walter keeps singing christmas carols to like lodge some memory loose in his brain like he's like mm-hmm. i know there's something i'm forgetting that is important to solving this case I've got like something about it is tied to Christmas carols in my head. He keeps singing carols to like jog that memory, sing him all day. And there's a scene where Olivia walks into the lab and Peter and Astrid are sitting there sharing a pair of earbuds to block out Walter's singing. And I love that they've, they have that connection with each other. Like they've got that friendship where it's like, we're in, we're in this together. We both deal with Walter. We were both responsible for caring with, for him and putting up with him. And we're like, we're both shutting ourselves away from this. It's your time. This is it's such a sweet mo. Yeah. It's such a sweet, odd, like intimate moment to like share a pair of earbuds. No yeah. other procedural crime solving team would do this. Right. Um, it, like it's it's interesting because this is another show that doesn't necessarily tell you how much time has progressed between cases. Yes. Um. Yeah. Some. Sometimes we just know it's that it's a day. Sometimes it's a week. Sometimes it's two or three weeks. Um. It's snowing in the pilot, and then it's still snowing in like episode thirteen, and that's all I know. That's the only sense of time is when yeah. it is snowing and when it is not. Um, but it, it's, it, so I, I mentioned that because like we, we, we don't get to see all of the kind of non fringe related moments between these characters. So we don't necessarily get to see all of the relationships and Mm -hmm. you, you, you kind of immediately jump to, oh, they're sharing the headphones to block out the Christmas carols that Walter keeps hanging. We don't know if they just have like they're on their lunch and they're ju- like they just have a shared love for the Beatles, right? And they they're, oh, yeah. they're just listening yeah, you to can the imagine. Beatles together. Like yeah. maybe that's it. There, we just, there must be something that they both agree to listen to. Like they're both they both want to hear the same audiobook. They're yeah. yeah, they're they're researching some like it's thing that mm. they've downloaded some ted talk as an mp3 and they're listening to that yes. to like r- get them up to speed on the, who mm. knows whatever science uh thing maybe peter's teaching her something or she's t- teaching him something yeah like he's like you should also <laughs> learn farsi we'll talk right, in secret yeah. and walter won't understand us exactly uh and it, we just don't know but i like I guess the multi I have multiple points with that is yeah one we don't know yeah. what exactly that is we don't know if that was to block out the stuff how close of friends they are like we know they're not like romantically 
interested mm. in one and the other. Mm. But like, I, it, 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 it's just this weird thing of just like we we don't get to see like there's they make mention when Walter goes missing t- towards the end of this yes. season. Yes. They're 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 like, oh, did you check the aquarium thing at, at Harvard? Because he likes to go down there at night and help clean out the cases with whoever the j- 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 yeah. j- j- janitor is. Yeah, like, him and Mrs. Frederickson will clean tanks all night. I'm like, that yeah. sounds adorable. It we does, never see we this, but I'm so that. happy to Im- I'm so happy to imagine that he goes and does this, that Walter has made a friend here among the Harvard staff. Right. Yeah. He has a life. He has things that we don't mm. see. And that that just means that the shame is probably true for the rest of the characters. Mm. Like, I mean, uh, Peter kind of potentially getting a little bit romantically interested in Olivia's sister. It kind of yeah. comes out of nowhere. And it's like, well, ha- again, we don't know how much time has really passed. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. Have they had like game nights at the house that we don't know about? Have they gone mm. bowling uh, as like oh. a, a, a group bowling <laughs> thing there? I hope with, so. With I hope That'd that we fun. missed like it was like Walter's birthday one week and that's what he wanted to do. Is he wanted the whole lab to go bowling. bowling? Peter, one year I took you to bowling <laughs> when you were seven years old. <laughs> You ate so much pizza that you threw up in the bathroom, right? Like, yes, yeah, like that. He, he he would have some story like that. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. there, there's just as 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 emotionally invested as you get in these characters mm. and as good of a job as the show does to get you involved. There's so much that we don't see. Um, yes. Yeah. Not that I think it's necessary. It's not important right because again the show is successful Mm. in making you like these characters you don't Mm. need it from an emotional standpoint you don't need it from a story like your Mm. plot standpoint um but it's just one of those things of i like them so so much i kind of want to know more just yes you know there's a moment like sometime like past the midway point of the series i forget exactly what episode it's in but astrid turns to olivia and says like hey i know we haven't known each other for very long but and she like uh offers an observation on like something olivia is going through in that episode or gives her some advice and like why don't we have more astrid and olivia one-on-one time i want to see them be friends absolutely Um... there's so many different angles you can play with in this show Absolutely. I want to talk about kind of the the main threat of this show okay. here. We haven't really touched on that much yet. Um, so as as the show kind of progresses and they are exploring the pattern, uh, the, this mm. weird string of scientific events. Um, yeah, we we learn that there is this kind of a terrorist organization out there going by the name yes. of ZFT um, and that they are the ones kind of orchestrating a lot of these events, these these uh, science experiments, uh, these things that the 
courage division is investigating. And uh, they, you, you, we eventually learn that ZFT, which is uh, an abbreviation for some German words, I think, that I don't know, but it translates yeah. to uh, destruction through the advancement of technology or something yes. like that. Uh, and yeah, I think one of the better twists in this show, which you could have kind of seen coming, um, is when Walter looks at this manifesto and it's something jogs his memory yeah. and he's 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 on a mission to find something and he pulls out this typewriter and he starts typing out the same sentence and the y in the manifesto is like slightly pushed upwards uh like a mm -hmm. like a super script thing of like hey here's an yeah. asterisk here's one but it's it's not it's just yeah. like slightly pushed up yeah this typewriter does the same thing and i don't know where i heard this in what fiction and what movie or if this is just naturally true but that all typewriters are unique in that sense that like if yes if one like it yeah so it is this like damning thing of like whoever wrote this, this manifesto wrote it on this typewriter this was a plot point in an old episode of the Brady Bunch that I remember very specifically from when I was a kid. Like one of the girls is getting uh, secret admirer love notes that are typed out and like the F is out of alignment and they realize uh, that's Alice's typewriter and she was writing the, one of these girls She's notes to like the boost their confidence. Time. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, it came so back. I'm like, wow, that must be true. That wasn't just a Brady Bunch invention. <laughs> It's it like it's just it's something that I feel like I have absorbed through osmosis, yeah. just like yes. in pop culture that like typewriters are like snowflakes, like they're all unique. <laughs> they all have a yeah, they, they're, it's they're like finger prints, right? Um, mm -hmm. They're, they're mm -hmm. unique to that specific one. So, yeah, uh, you can kind of infer that like, oh, this manifesto was probably written by Walter and William Bell. Um, and then we find out that there's a chapter missing and it's a chapter on ethics and morality. <laughs> yeah. That stuff. Um, but I, yeah, like that, that the, the, the mystery of ZFT and this, this on this, this upcoming war that they are preparing mm. for is this kind of looming threat on the entire show. And to be honest, it's also kind of one of my complaints, um, or, or, or not ZFT specifically, but the mm -hmm. way in which everything ties back to Walter and all of the characters yeah. play dumb that like, huh, I wonder, like, what could this be about? And like, no one thinks to be like, Walter, did you do anything like this back in the day? Like, no one thinks to ask him first. Yeah, after, and they all just after okay, like we need to investigate. We need to do police work here. We, we need to like yeah. I feel like at the end, it's just like, oh, Walter, you. Why didn't you say anything? 
after three of those, that should always be your first question is, did Walter do this once? Is this science stolen from Walter? Exactly. The pattern is that it all points to Walter. (laughs) (laughs) And no one one has put that together yet. None of them. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And so, yeah, you would think that like by the end of season one, they would just immediately go to Walter or just start start investigating him and all of the work that he did back then. Where are your notes? We need to go through all of this stuff. Who were the people you experimented on? What were the experiments you did? Because if we know what you did, the pattern has been that someone is taking your failed experiments and improving them, continuing them. Right. Yeah. Um, And you, you would think that's what they would do, but it's not. They just ignore it uh which is i'm i'm just like sitting here like ask walter i'm yeah come on <laughs> yeah i i understand but, uh, that that the d the, that there is a repeating the, pattern in them investigating the pattern it's like th- do you yeah. see this do you want to change your investigation methods i think it it reads more like that when you can binge it Right. Like we can't. Yeah. Because this obviously uh, Netflix was still doing DVDs. I think they maybe like had just started their streaming service. So who knows if this was on mm. on there. Right. But like it, it, it's what I know that like we, we didn't really have the technology to binge it all unless you waited for a single season to be complete. And then you bought the DVDs. Um, yeah. So you had to watch this week to week and there were still like the the shows that you had to be that were like appointment viewing. You had to watch every mm. single one it was still few and far between. Um, yeah. D- D- Lost was kind of a big factor in that. That was one mm. of it, it, I, I'm not I'm not willing to say it was the first, but maybe one of the one of the first and certainly the largest in a long time uh, to start this like everyone had to watch lost. And then that's all you talked about for the week. And then you got there an hour early before before the new one so that you could watch the the lost the the one from last week again. And it had the, the, yeah. the like commentary underneath it and you get all the extra little bits like you, you, they're just there was a different culture around the time mm. of that stuff. So I think it also plays into. Well, maybe not everyone has seen every episode and we have to explain the pattern again. And we have to explain that Walter has amnesia and we have to explain that, right? I don't like the idea of everyone's comic is someone's first, right? Mm. They just kind of had to re-explain all of this stuff, um, which I, I don't feel like they do as much nowadays. But again, I I. I guess i don't really watch as much network television yeah anymore so i don't know i don't know but it's uh it's an interesting show to Mm. say the least there's one (laughs) there's one final thing i need to talk about and it was one of the things that really impressed me about the show when it first came on and something that i have remembered as the years have gone on 
which is that it's just how Olivia is styled. Anna Torv, beautiful. Olivia, not remotely glamorous. Olivia, she's got this long, straight blonde hair with like practically no layers to it. And it's always pulled mm-hmm. back from her face in a plain ponytail. She wears yeah. like just plain suit clothes. Like she's so practical and ordinary in all of the ways that she is styled. And I think that's a really great service to that character that they didn't attempt to dress her up in any way that she would not dress herself up. If she's so busy tackling all these FBI cases, she's so straightforward and to the point. Yeah. She's not going to have like time to curl her hair or put on mascara or like pick out. Why would she wear heels? You know, why would she have jewelry? She's so plain in a way that I think is. Yeah. I think it's such a great choice that really serves that character, has a lot of purpose behind it. And of course, if they chose to style her up, we would have a different Olivia. We would have, Mm -hmm. and perhaps those choices would also have more meaning for the character. But I like this choice that they made to have her be relatively plain. And it's like what I was saying earlier, that Joshua Jackson is not very handsome. It makes the cast feel really down to earth, really approachable. And it makes other yeah. characters like Nina Sharp really stand out that she is the she's got the sharp like haircut that, you know, she gets maintained every month. She's got makeup. She's got these glamorous outfits on. And all of that means something for her character that tells you a lot about who she is and how she views her life. And it makes her stand out from everybody else like Olivia or, or like Astrid, who just wears these very practical clothes everywhere they go just like sensible blouses and sweaters that nina sharp is wearing this like the black designer wear yeah i i think on on top of that uh to see dunham matched with baroyles right the there's an investigation into their division uh in most of this hazen and one of the things that keeps coming up is that Olivia is emotionally involved. And mm. I, I, I think they did a good job at not pointing to, oh, well, she's a woman. Of course, she's emotionally involved. Mm. But they give other reasons why she is emotionally involved. But yes, she often reacts emotionally in situations. Mm. and. Broyles is just the stiffest suit, unemotional, barely reacts to things with mm. his, his face. And it just the, the way that those two play off one another in that sense, it, it, it is this like, well, because one does this thing, it heightens the other one. Yeah, in that. it makes. Right. It makes Olivia seem so emotional when she goes to him and keeps interrupting him and uh, just being like, we Mm -hmm. need this. I need to go now. Like all of this stuff. And he's just like, back off. I agree with you. Right. And it's just just so plain. So like, yeah, I'm on your side and just, or when he like is there witnessing the weird thing. And again, like, um, Peter is just like, oh, Walter, don't don't tell me that. Like, yeah, he reacts yes. in a very normal 
way and then you see philip and he's 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 just like okay uh you guys got this yes cool (laughs) and just walks away yeah like he's he's bred that out of himself long ago being in the position he's in it's up to like charlie to be the one who's like huh like charlie's got the like jim halpert turned to the camera reactions out of the fbi team he 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 does but he doesn't like he's not one to because because kirk ace vito as an actor like i said at the start is one of my favorites but always has a similar demeanor he is often very serious when he does his stuff like he Mm -hmm. is not the emotional like what the hell is going on looks yeah yeah, right like they don't play charlie for the absolute fool like he's not like the one dummy dragged along on the team like science i don't know what any of this (laughs) stuff is why is this person go now but he is he's got this sort of like every time something weird happens he will like take a longer pause than everybody else and he's like he's yeah okay (laughs) he's he's the member of the cast that is not on the team but is the field agent that is like yes good friends with olivia enough that she kind of drags him along behind yes. them so he always yes. seems like he's two or three steps behind or just doesn't yeah. understand exactly what they're doing but it's just like well okay you need my help so i'm there um but that's it he's a good yeah. good guy <laughs> Yeah, I I like Charlie a lot. We don't get to know him super well, but I like that him and Olivia are very clearly friends, like not not just colleagues, like they have a close relationship. He calls her Liv frequently. I like that. I like the one episode where like we get to meet his wife briefly. We did this little Mm -hmm. peek into his home life. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody in this show. Maybe not like broils, but the main investigative team that we have, they all seem like good, solid people. They're nice company. That's what I've really found about watching this show this this month. Because these are um, like 20, 22 episode seasons. And season one, the episodes are 50 minutes long. I didn't remember network TV episodes being that long. Except for special yeah. occasions. No, every episode clocks in 50 minutes, mostly. So it's, it's a lot to watch, but this show is very watchable. It goes down smooth. And part of that is that the cast is good company. You like to be around them. Indeed. Indeed. Um, yeah. Season one of this show is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love it a lot. Uh, this, yeah, the, the whole show is great. I think this is one of my favorite first seasons of a television show in general. Um, yeah, I see that. It, like as as a whole, I would say I, 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 I don't know if this show would reach my favorites list, but it is me, me it's either. really damn solid. It's a, it's, it's it a is. Yes. Show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think that is about all I have to say on season one of Fringe. There's there's more we could say, but we gotta stop somewhere. We do, yeah. Um, cool. So, uh, how how are we doing bingo again on on the lines? Oh, are we doing it? Every I think time? we check. 
We check in with Bingo every time, but for recommendations, we give them at the uh, first, first episode and last. last episode. Okay, let me see if I can pull up Bingo. Uh, let me make sure. Let's see. Where is mm-hmm. it? Card should be on. Hopefully, if I change to this, it works. Hey, it worked. It's on this time. I, I, I don't know why it didn't get on the screen last time. Why it does that. Okay. Okay. Um, ooh, did we did we did we get a begin human trials? <laughs> I, this I, would be the I, show we, to have it in it. I don't know if we got specifically. But the vibe trials. of begin human trials oh, is we, pervasive throughout the entire show. We got the vibe. We were vibing <laughs> for sure. Um. I, I'm willing to go to bat for misunderstood monster. Yes. Just in, in, a, in a number of these, whether it be Walter himself, whether it be mm-hmm. uh, that like the, in the finale, there was this young girl, right? Did p- people just don't understand what's happening to her? There's just a lot of misunderstood oh, monsters. Oh, yeah, that finale. That extra episode we got, we didn't talk about that. How we both watched this on I, HBO Max, and there's like the finale, finale, and then there's one extra episode. That's that, what I was alluding to with like the finale. Oh, is awful! It's just this extra episode. I thought just like I thought you were talking about the episode where like they, you know, the truck is cut in half. Olivia goes to an alternate dimension. That you find, one. That one's fantastic. That one's. Great. I think that's. I think that is the actual finale, and this episode that is listed last must have been like an episode that got dropped from airing and was like a DVD bonus. And like when it got oh, put up on streaming, it just got added as like I the final episode of season one. Or maybe it was something that was like it aired at way after everybody else. Like it got knocked from the regular airtime and aired maybe. maybe in like the middle of the summer. And because of that, it's listed last. Yeah, that is not a finale. That is a some normal middle episode that That's just got bumped like, the to the end. That's why was awful. It's so bad. <laughs> but yeah, so I've, I've, there's, there's plenty of misunderstood monsters. Uh, in yes, yeah. This one here. Um, uh, I definitely have contemporary use of retro technology. Yes. That's a, that's a big theme in this show. Which gives you another bingo. It does, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I don't think we quite have small-time detective in over their head. Like, these are all FBI agents used to... Like, they're they're not used to dealing with weird science, but they are used to dealing with crimes on this scale. Yeah. T- t- terrorist attacks and things like that. Yeah. Um... Ooh, did we get a paper bag of tall groceries? You have that one on I, your list. I'm uh, pretty sure we did. There's there's like scenes where they're walking in with it or something. I don't know. They do have groceries. They do have you the paper have bag, but they I don't know if they had the like it's the iconic French baguette or stalk of celery sticking out of the paper bag. It is the height <clears> of it. The thing they put in the bag to tell you there's things in the bag. Melissa, you got another good one. Hiding place in closet. When mm-hmm. Walter sleeps in the closet and that's where oh, he yeah. hides in there. Uh, yeah. Oh, which, 
Okay, I'll get hiding place and closet. Right. And we I don't think we necessarily have a diary. We have like lab notes. We have a manifesto. Yeah. Too bad I didn't write manifesto on this bingo sheet. Right. Um I think that may be it for you. Do you, th- do you think the episode with the observer kid could be classified as a locked room mystery? I don't think so. I don't think that's what we implied by that one. Yeah, um, we we meant something more traditionally, something that a, a, a Poirot would go investigate. Right. Yeah. The they're all in the same room. The lights go out. Lights come back on. Yeah, and someone yeah, is dead. Yeah. Like no one can leave. That's mm. that's more of a locked room mystery. Um, did we get any kind of reaction of an animal to judge trustworthiness? I don't think so. <laughs> that's a, that's a good I'm, one. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, I don't here. think we did. God, I really need need for them to just complete. So, someone in this show, just please say, begin human trials. I need it. Yeah, <laughs> I need it. I, if you wanted to, if you wanted to mark that down now, I would allow you because we don't have the letter of the law, but we have the spirit of the law. I, I, I'm, I'm going to hold off on that. Okay. Okay. One in hopes that we get it in a later season or in something else that we cover. But yeah, I do. I do want to mark that down because even if we don't get someone specifically saying right. it, this well, that is exactly what ZFT is doing, right? They are yeah human trials. Like this is yeah. what they're doing. Uh, if we get to the end of the series and we haven't officially said it, we'll we'll give it out like a lifetime achievement award to somebody who's <laughs> never won an Oscar. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, well, there you go. So you got one more bingo out of that, and I got my first bingo out of that. Hey! Woohoo! Bingo, bingo, bingo. There we go. I'm going to hit save on that guy, and then I'm going to bring us back to the podcast scene. Here we are. Cool. Um, so, Melissa, let's do recommendations. If you enjoyed... Season one of Fringe. What else might you enjoy? Uh, X-Files is a given. We keep mentioning X-Files. You know. If you're interested in Fringe, you probably have seen X-Files or have it on your list to see X-Files. I would also recommend, as mentioned earlier, Eureka. This was a sci-fi channel original series that also aired in the mid-2000s about a, a small town in Oregon where there's a big government scientific industry Mm -hmm. and like every oddball scientist in America is sent to live here in this like controlled environment and this almost like bubble in the woods where it's like you're with your own kind you've got all these people you can collaborate with all these experiments you can do it is a town built for science uh, and if you wreck the town, you're not wrecking the rest of the nation. Like, it keeps everything contained. And it's a show about a U.S. marshal who winds up in this town and is stationed there. And he doesn't know anything about science and has to learn it as he encounters a different scientific mystery every episode. Yeah. Uh, that, Good one. Not explicitly a comedy, but more like a very, very light drama. 
very much in the genre of like the USA shows. Characters are welcome on Eureka as well. <laughs> and we did a uh, the first episode of our Patreon bonus series, The Pilots Club, where we watch TV pilots. We watched the pilot of Eureka. Yeah, we sure did. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good recommendation <sighs> for sure. I would also throw in Hannibal, which has no odd science to it, I guess, except for strange ways of preserving bodies or like turning a body into a, a beehive. Just just murder, like weird murder science is all they have. Yeah. But <laughs> weird murder arts and crafts. That's that's the plot of Hannibal. <laughs> I recommend it because it's also got this dark, moody aesthetic to it. Hannibal is 100% hashtag aesthetic. That's why you watch Hannibal is for the look of the thing, the way everybody is dressed, the way yeah. every set is designed, how it's shot. But it's also got a similar uh, dynamic among its, its crime solvers where there are closer bonds. There is a bit more of a familial feeling to it. Something that's unique about the show is that everybody is on first name basis with each other. Everybody mm -hmm. calls each other by their given name. They've got a more naturalistic closeness to each other than you would see in many other procedurals. Right. It's not by any means a sweet show or a charming show. But if you just want like a really strange, intense bond to ponder over, you could watch Hannibal. There you go. We covered... Hannibal uh, on number 126 of the review show. Mm -hmm. We covered season one of that. So not the full one. show, but that first season. So there you go. Uh, any more recommendations from uh, your side? I'd say dark, but I figured I would wait to see if you wanted to talk about dark. Dark would be a good one. Um, we covered Dark uh, on, again, our end of the month sp special. So we've covered mm. the entirety of the show uh, back in early 2021. Um, we, let's see, where was season one of Dark here? June 2nd, 2021, number 159. Season two was number 163. And season three was 165. Um, yeah, I, I would say if, if you like uh, science experiments and like dark, moody, alternate dimension reality yeah. stuff, uh, go check out Dark on Netflix. It's a fantastic mm -hmm. show. Um, I also want to toss up Maniac, um, in, ah! in, which is I was not on that one, but this is uh, one Melissa, that you covered here on the show, number 167. Uh, mm -hmm. And our friend of the show, Jack, joined you on that one. You guys watched uh, it's another like mini series on Netflix. Uh, and yeah, it is, again, like weird science experiment. Uh, things go wrong. It's kind of wild and crazy. Uh, and yeah, I feel like that would fit in with all of the science stuff that they are mm -hmm. doing here in fringe. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, that was number 167 of the review show. I also want to give a shout out to episode 170 of the review show, which was passenger list. 
Uh, yes! This was in audio drama. Uh, it's a podcast that, Melissa, you and I covered a while back. There's this mysterious mm. disappearance of this plane. Uh, and one of the um, family members of uh, one of the people that was on the plane uh, is investigating this. And it gets into some conspiratorial grounds, some science stuff, some was it this? Was it that? Was it a chemical weapon? Was it hijacked? Was yeah. it just a regular c- crash? Was it weather? Was it something mm. else? We don't know. So, yeah, there is this like investigation that goes in uh, with that one there. And I, I would think with the, the number of plane uh, motifs that you get yes. here in 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 this show that passenger list might fit in there pretty well that's that's a very good recommendation passenger list is a a really compelling mystery drama Mm -hmm. especially listening to just a college student whose brother disappeared and she has no qualifications to solve a mystery but she has gone so far she cannot turn back like her life is falling apart around her so she she has to get the solution to this she has to find out what happened to her brother Indeed. Indeed. Uh, well, that's it, all the it, recommendations I have. Yeah. I will say we don't always just recommend things we've covered on other episodes of the show. We don't. Uh, yeah. But it's always good for us to recommend something else that we've done yeah. on the show. Because then you guys can go check out yeah. that one. Right. You can trace various thematic patterns that we have explored. I, I look at everything we've covered on the review show as like, one set portfolio of themes that I keep returning to. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, cool. Well, that about wraps us up for uh, this mm-hmm. week. For next week, uh, Melissa, we've yeah. already done the pitches. We did these last week. Uh, so we're going to be covering Deadpool 1 and 2 this next week. Um Yeah. You've never time. seen those I've movies. Never seen them. I was hoping to make it out to Deadpool 1 when it came out. And then I just never got around to it. And it just kind of sat it, there and sat there. And then they made a sequel and it just kind of sat there. And I was just like, well, <laughs> one of these days, yeah. I'll get to it. So mm-hmm. Deadpool 1 and 2 is what we are watching for this next week. All right. We look forward to oh, it. Yeah. Well, there you go. That uh, wraps us up for this episode of the review show. Uh, number 202, a good old palindrome. Uh, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. Show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. Uh, I want to mention two episodes we've done recently that are admittedly aberrations from that theme. We did our first Saturday night obscurities talking about an adult cartoon and we watched The Venture Brothers, which is another tale of uh, an in- innocent sons wrapped up in their father's super science antics. And Good we stuff. did... Yep. Uh, uh, an April Fool's episode where we acted like we are and have always been a sci-fi channel original series podcast <laughs> to br- break the kayfabe there. Uh, and, w- and we do talk about an episode of Eureka there as well. That's awesome. Good stuff. 
Uh, if you guys want to find me, I'm at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. So we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.